It's time for the Fun Size Show! Welcome back to the Fun Size Show, the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Mills, and today I am joined once again by Brian Cramp. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. For those who don't know, you are one half of the team behind the Cheap Talk podcast. I'm the other part. <laughs> and the wildly successful Rock and or Roll podcast. <laughs> yeah. You want to tell people a little bit about the Rock and or Roll podcast? Hmm. It's a podcast about Rock and or Roll. <laughs> it's um. Well, you summed it up so well. Yeah. Where can it be found on the interwebs? Just Google Rock and or Roll Podcast and you'll find all the links. Or, you know, of course, it's on any podcast app that you might be using. So if you feel like getting streamed on, go for it. <laughs> if you want to hear, you know, lots and lots of music, I've played literally thousands of <laughs> different artists and songs at this point. So I love it, especially if I'm going driving anywhere. I love to put your show on and just get lost in it. It's fantastic. So today we're doing something. We're doing the, the tried and true game show tradition. Today we're turning the tables in which you will have 10 questions and three guesses to try to ascertain the mystery artist that I have chosen. Are you quite prepared for that eventuality? Uh, uh, ready as I'll ever be. All right. So let me log this into the panel. Boop, boop, beep, beep, boop. There we go. Lock and load. Brian Cramp, are you ready to play the Fun Size Show? Ready. All right, here we go. Cue that intense bass thinking music. Brian Cramp, question number one. What year did the song come out? Mm. This version of this song came out in 1981. This version? Okay. Mm. So it's a cover. Mm. Mm, okay. All right. Are we talking about a band or an individual artist? What about a duo? Are you going to cut duos out of this whole thing? I would. A, a duo counts as a band. <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right. So you're saying it's a duo? <laughs> no, I'm not. Actually, it's okay. a band. It's a band. A band. Okay. 1981 version. Band. What genre would you put the song in? Well, hmm. It's heavier than rock and roll, that's for sure. I'm going to call it heavy metal because, you know, no matter what we call heavy metal today, like I remember coming up in a time when I bought an album called Heavy Metal Explosion and it had like Steppenwolf, Jimi Hendrix... You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, things like that, right? So Alice Cooper was metal at one point, right? Kiss was metal at one point. And I know that people are rolling their eyes right now, but they don't remember the 70s like I do. But this is this is definitely a band associated with heavy metal or should always be associated with heavy metal. Okay. Question two. I think I've already asked like three questions. No, question three. You're right. <laughs> I just 
don't want to cheat. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> okay. What the hell else should I ask? Um, you could just edit out the long pause, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, was this a hit song? Hmm. Was this a hit song? No, because we live in a screwed up world. But it was one of the hits off the album that it was on. I mean, I don't know if I don't I doubt that this was ever a forty five. But you're gonna know this song. It was featured quite prominently. Question four. It was on the band's album or is it from a, a compilation or a soundtrack or something? It was on a band's album, but it was the version I like is on a compilation soundtrack kind of a thing. Eighty-one. Okay, that's obviously a good clue, but it's not. How many people were in this band? Well, it's 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 traditionally a four-man band, right? Like, because there's there's like these traditional ways of looking at a band. You've got a solo artist, you've got a duo, you've got a trio. Then you've got the four-man band, and then you got the five-man band, which is, uh, you know, you've got the Beatles for the four-man band, and then you've got the Stones for the five-man band, or Journey, or uh, Aerosmith, or whatever. And then you get into, like, Chicago, and then how do you pay, like, 19 people? You know what I'm saying? But this is a four-person band traditionally. There have been other lineups of this band later that I believe might have had more than the traditional four. So let's look at the clues. 1981 soundtrack, band with different lineups, was on their album and on this as well. 1981. 81. And it's a different version on the soundtrack than on their album? Yes. Uh. Uh, how many guesses do I get? You've got six more questions, and you haven't you haven't made a guess yet. But I but how many how many times can I guess? Three. Okay, I'm gonna say is it the Mob Rules by Black Sabbath? You're right. How did you really? get that? <laughs> I was thinking '81, and it is a different version on the heavy metal. Is it on Roadie or heavy metal? The the heavy metal movie, yeah. Yeah, it's a. I knew it was a different version on the heavy metal soundtrack because it came up before the album. Um. So yeah, I was. There was the year. I guess it was the year, and that it was on a soundtrack. And thinking about a different version and a band that should always be associated with heavy metal. Yeah, of course. That was anticlimactic. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, I, I wanted to play this song today. Yeah, right. So, without further ado, or further ado, why don't you say that with that, so... Mr. Ken Mills, without further ado, or further ado, will you please introduce this song and artist? Yes, and this is my favorite version of this song. It is Black Sabbath off the heavy metal soundtrack. Great song, and it's still true if you listen to Fools, The Mob Rules. Take it away. Come on! <laughs>
You know, it's weird for as much as heavy metal has evolved, devolved, whatever you want to call it, you cannot take anything away from this song. Oh, just Sabbath with Dio, those two albums were so great. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff. I did an 80s Sabbath episode with Craig Cohen, and then I did, recently I did the worst of Ozzy in the 80s with Brian sort of from doing those different things, I thought about for the first time i thought about how when black sabbath left ozzy osbourne in their dust you know lying in like a one room in one room drunk and you know zonked out on drugs they're just like we're finally we're free from that fucking loser and they thought that guy was gone forever they get ronnie dio they make this amazing record they make this big comeback and then here comes ozzy osbourne to completely eclipse them in every way. And they must have just been like, how the hell did that guy make that comeback? <laughs> you know what I mean? It must have been, they must have just been so flabbergasted at the time when Ozzy Osbourne just came out of nowhere and just was so much more successful 
than Black Sabbath ever was, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Ozzy took us all by surprise, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't cognizant of it at the time, but looking back on it, how he, how, where Black Sabbath left him, and they must have thought, we're never going to hear from that guy again, you know? And then all, and then here he comes, like, because, you know, uh, Blizzard of Oz came out, like, right around the same time. At, like, you know, he put out a live record that was all Sabbath songs that, like, went platinum, and just, like, could even that outsold anything Black Sabbath was doing, you know. <laughs> they must have been very uh, frustrated by the whole situation when Ozzy just came out of nowhere and was so much more successful than them. Even though they were so great with Dio, they made an amazing comeback. But Ozzy just overshadowed it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And it's weird because people don't realize that back in the day, if you were gone from the music business for two years back then, it was like 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people were putting out two or three albums a year. So things were moving so fast. It was amazing that Ozzy not only came back, but had such a huge career. And in America, it's like he really broke big in the United States, which was just... And Sabbath were slogging away with Dio, and they you know, they were successful, but nothing compared to what Ozzy was doing. Mm-hmm. But this song seems to me to get lost in the shuffle sometimes. I think it's just a great song. What do you say about a genre of music that can look back and say that Black Sabbath is not heavy metal? Well, they're... I mean, they basically created heavy metal in a lot of ways but if you look at those two albums with dio those are the most heavy metal albums sabbath ever put out it was right at the same time as the new wave of british heavy metal was happening i I mean heaven and hell that is a classic heavy metal record and the mob Mm -hmm. rules too but yeah that's the you're talking about sabbath at its most kind of traditionally heavy metal would be those two records with dio those first two you know, it's weird. You might play music faster, doesn't make it heavier. That's the riffs. Yeah. But if you're looking at, if you're talking about what, you know, the box that heavy metal became in the 80s, like, uh, then you would say those Dio albums with Sabbath are fit the most in that kind of heavy metal style and sound as it came to be in the 80s, you know? Right. Like, for example, they were... Uh, the new wave of British metal before the new wave of British metal. Yeah. I mean, you know, heavy metal in the 80s doesn't really sound like Black Sabbath, but what Black Sabbath kind of started was the the heavy guitar tone and the riffs, just like the, the style of riff. But Judas Priest, I think, were much more influential on what became identifiable as heavy metal in the 80s. But, like, I can listen to Iron Maiden and hear everything Iron Maiden would become right here in this song. The galloping. It's Yeah, it's in the same style as, yeah, definitely this. It, it sounds like New Wave of British Heavy Metal, yeah. Yeah, so I think that the Ronnie James Dio lineup of Sabbath is very influential, still to this day. Well, yeah, and Dio with Rainbow, that was very influential, too, mm-hmm. on Heavy Absolutely. Metal. Well... I'm glad you guessed it. This is one of my favorite songs, and it's a joy to play it for some people that maybe never would listen to it any other way. So we want to thank you for playing the Fun Size Show. 
We might have to have you back. Yeah, you, sure. Really good. All right. Well, thank you for being on the Fun Size Show, and check out Brian Cramp over at the Rock and or Roll podcast and our show about Cheap Trick, Cheap Talk. Check it out, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. We just uh, take our time with it because we care. Well, we're done with all the albums now, so now yeah. we just got to figure out other stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but if you're looking for a show about Cheap Trick, we've got over 50 programs documenting everything they've done. And it's uh, it's amazing. Check it out if you are a Cheap Trick fan. And if you're not, where would you suggest someone start for Cheap Trick, Brian? Wow, good question. I'm going to say Budokan because it's like the drug that'll get you into everything. I guess. I Yeah, I don't know what a good starting point would be. I always say that uh, if you start with the obvious and then you dig deeper, you've got some real surprises <laughs> coming when Absolutely. you dig deeper into the catalog. And that's really fun. True. That's that's really fun to discover that all the different sounding records they did, the unexpected things that in their catalog, if you're only familiar with Budokan. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we want to thank you for playing along with us on the Fun Size Show today, and we hope you enjoyed your treat. A great song. So we will see you all in the next episode of your Fun Size Show. Say see ya, Brian. See ya, Brian. Hey, you did it this time. <laughs> All right, let's hope that that recorded. And that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network, a concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember to make every day fun-sized. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brody, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey!